welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast, encouraging women to become better disciples of Jesus. Every week we hear from women just like us that are being intentional to know Jesus more and to make Him known. Here's your host, Carmen Halsey. Hi, ladies, and welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast. This week, I'm joined by Amy Richards. Amy attends Tabernacle Baptist Church. Hey, Amy, how are you? Hi, hi. Good to be with you today. I always enjoy talking with you. Oh, friends, same here, same here. Amy, I've not known you that long. Um, You and I met, well, I'm on my eighth year at IBSA, so I think within the last five years somewhere we met because you were going to start leading out in women's ministry at Tabernacle Baptist there in Decatur. And so we had coffee, we just got to know you a little bit. And I know God had you out in the marketplace working. And then we reconnected this past year. I want to share a little bit of that. But before I do, tell the ladies a little bit about who Amy Richards is. Okay, well, I have lived in Decatur now for over 20 years. So Decatur is home. I grew up down a little farther south in Illinois. So I'm an Illinois Illinois girl but Decatur is is home. We've been here now long enough that this is home. My background is in education, so I taught until uh, my husband and I had children, and then I was at home for a while, and then an opportunity in a business venture came up for me to work part-time, and so I was able to do that during the years that my children were small, which was Mm -hmm. perfect. So I had one foot kind of in the workplace, but I also was able to maintain a home life, you know, because I only worked Uh two days a week. So that was great. So yeah, so we've been around Decatur. We've been at Tabernacle all those years. When we first moved, my husband was self-employed, and that's what moved us to Decatur. He purchased an existing business, and where his business was, was right down the street from Tabernacle. And so he was here by himself. We had to sell our house where we had lived previously. And he was hungry for a good home cooked meal. And on Wednesday night, Tabernacle had served a Wednesday night meal. So he trotted in. (laughs) He just, Tabernacle just immediately invested in him. And so by the time then, when I moved up, we sold our house. And it was about six weeks later, we already had a church home because they had already ministered to Steve and they were even writing me letters while I lived, I lived about five and a half hours away in Tennessee. So they would write to me and say, we can't wait for you to get up here, you know. So we had a church home immediately and we've been here ever since. Very cool. Very cool. We, um, so we have two daughters, their ages now are 19 and 17. And so what has happened recently is, um, in the past year, we've, I've just gone through a devastating loss of that beautiful marriage. Steve, it's been a year now, was in a car accident on his way home from work. And my life in an instant was shattered to say the least in that God was already there. God was already there waiting for me and began ministering to me immediately. And so in such grand ways, God just, um, the first thing he did was he gave me a language for my anguish. He immediately drew me to Psalms 119. A friend had sent me a text like the next day and it had words from Psalms 119. And when I opened my Bible and I started reading those words, it just was, he just grabbed 
my soul in those words. I knew God had a, he had a purpose for me in, in that Psalm. So I immediately began pouring into Psalms 119. And the first thing I saw was God was giving me a language for my anguish. I finally had words to pray and to say mm-hmm. to him. And then what I didn't realize was then he was going to use those words to help me recover. And he was going to use those same words to heal me. And so out of that, then when God just pours such deep love into you, you can't help. It's got to come out. (laughs) And it became clear that he entrusted me with this thing, with this story to minister to. And so I began um, praying about that at the same time, realized there was a position here at Tabernacle. And when I inquired about that, I had been praying, God, you've got to give me a platform for this. I don't even know what this looks like. I don't even know how to start a ministry. Mm-hmm. How in the world can I do this? You're going to have to make this clear and give me a platform. And when I inquired about the job, the first thing that sort of struck me was Pastor uh, our executive pastor was describing the position here at Tab to me, and he said it's really two hats. One hat is administrative and helping us with managing the office um, and helping with churchwide ministries. But the second hat of that job is we want that person to have a ministry. And when he said that, immediately I thought, well, there's a platform. Absolutely. Even then, though, I was scared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought. God. And I was praying over it. And I was in John actually praying. And I came to that passage of scripture where Jesus talks about how he is our shepherd, that he calls us by name, that we're his sheep, that we know his voice. And so when I read that, I, you know, I'm still grieving and I was scared to make a big change. You know, they say, don't make any major life changes the first year. And mm-hmm. so I was wanting to be very wise, mm-hmm. in, you know, making such a major change in my life. Um, so I prayed that and I prayed, God, call me by name. If if this is what you have for me, call me by name. Well, the following Sunday, um, our head pastor, lead pastor, Carlton, just off the cuff, stopped me. And he said, hey, I know you asked Pastor Chris about this position. And he goes on to say, I just want you to know, when we were dreaming this job up six months ago, he said, I wrote your name down. Not that we, not that you would be interested, just we were kind of looking for that, you know, personality style or or leadership style we were kind of looking for. Well, I never told him that's exactly what I was praying. But when I went home, I just prayed and said, okay, God, I'm going to step out on faith that you have called me by name. Minister to women. So as God has continued to just pour into me, he gave me the word reframed. And that's really what I realize he's doing. He's enlarging my heart around this grief, around loss. And he's reframing my affections and my emotions. And so reframed ministries was birthed out of that. I love that. I love that. And I'm, you know, Amy, I'm I'm loving that you're inviting me in and let me take a glimpse behind the curtains as you're bringing this ministry from, you know, from the ground up and and following God what he's doing with it that you have this vision 
but you don't quite know what it's going to look like. And, and, you know, ladies, if you're listening, a lot of you know exactly what Amy's talking about. And maybe you've already connected with different parts of Amy's story. Maybe you're in the middle of loss. You know, maybe you're in that grief journey. Um, maybe you're in that pivot. No, God's, God's speaking to you and telling you something, but you don't quite know what it's going to be or you're watching for, um, when I use the word platform women, understand girls, I'm not talking about the fame platform. Um, we, God may bring a large platform. It could be the platform of your kitchen, your, your, you know, your backyard too. So, but, but, but you know, he's stirring something in you. So, so I'm just going to go ahead and, and say right now in the episode notes, we will have contact information for Amy. Feel free. She is willing, you know, reach out to her if, if you want to touch base, if you, as, as you listen to the podcast, you know, if you want to know more about the reframe ministries that she's launching and she unpacks her story quite nicely, you know, you can follow her on social media and you can hear that story too. We'll also put the contact information for reframe ministries in there. So we hope that you, we always say, Amy, we're just ordinary women serving this extraordinary God. You know, that's, that's just who we are and we platform ordinary women. So hopefully that is, you're telling your story, somebody else is going to find them self in your story that God might be able to use that to help them connect some dots in their, you know, in their own lives. So, yeah. so I appreciate you being vulnerable and transparent and sharing some of that. Amy, you said it's been a year. I know you're coming up on the anniversary, you know, of, of your husband's death and that is still very fresh. I, I want you to talk to the ladies a little bit. You're not a new Christian. You're not a new Christ yeah. follower and you're a disciple. You're not just somebody that stayed at the cross that you had salvation and then decided not to make God Lord of your life. He is Lord of your life. So as we just you know looked in this past priority, we talked about what does it look like to have the Holy Spirit living in? What does it look like to abide? You were already doing that before this, before this huge, traumatic, life-changing event happened to you. And so I want you to talk a little bit about that because I know that was one of the things that really stands out to me when I meet with you. And I told you that before. I'm like, who was Amy before? Is the Amy I'm seeing now, I keep asking you that question, like, is this this who you were before? Is this the Amy before? Because you're so in love with God's word. You're so passionate about that word. So so I want you to share a little bit about, you know, with the women about what is your own journey with God as far as that disciple look like? Mm, You know, I am so thankful that I had a deep relationship with the Lord because when loss hit, any kind of loss, your heart is never fully prepared for loss and it changes your course. That's what's so hard about loss, whether it's divorce, whether it's losing um, someone by, you know, because of a death, a miscarriage your loss changes your course. Your normal is no longer. Your dreams are gone. Steve and I were just having conversations last June about empty nesting and what that was going to be like for us. What What was it going to look like for us? And we were dreaming about that. And all of a sudden, that dream's gone. Mm-hmm. And I'm empty nesting by myself. Mm-hmm. What I am passionate about for women is I want them to know that you can survive and thrive when loss strips everything. And this I know, and in my particular case, it's the loss of a death. And I can tell you this, that death, it strips you of everything. It strips you of everything normal. 
It strips you of everything that you love. It strips you of everything. And Jesus Christ, although death strips us of everything, Jesus Christ teaches us everything except the love of God. Mm-hmm. And what I want women to know is that love of God really is enough. It is enough to get you through loss. It's enough for you to thrive. His love is big enough that you can not only survive loss, you can thrive and he'll give you purpose inside it if you look for it, if you get into his word. So yeah, my relationship with the Lord goes back years. And I would say, you know, one of my first experiences with the Lord, when I first discovered he answered prayer and kind of how big he was, I was six years old. I had been sick and I was the type of kid I enjoyed playing and playing hard. I And I enjoyed singing and dancing. And I was a Broadway star with my own. <laughs> I wasn't the type of kid to sit around with paper dolls or a puzzle, like nothing fun happens sitting down. And so I had been just under the weather, just sick enough that it made playing effortful. And it was awful for this six-year-old girl. And so I went into the bathroom and I thought, you know, I'm sick of this. I can't, I need this Tylenol's not working. And so I decided to pray. So I prayed as hard as a six-year-old could pray and just ask God to take away my fever, take away my fever. Well, mom hollered from the kitchen, it's time for a temperature check. And back in the day, you know, this is back in the day with the old thermometers that go uh-huh. under your tongue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And where you had to set the timer for three minutes and just sit. So I sat, you know, with my elbows on my knees and my chin Uh in my hand for three whole minutes and pray and God, really, I got to get back to my playtime. So she takes it out, looks at it, and she delightfully says, oh my gosh, it's gone. And I was floored. And I had told her what I had just prayed, that I had just prayed that God would do that. You know, it was like, I mean, it blew my little six-year-old mind. I felt like I had just discovered some theological something huge. And she just acted like it was no big deal. Like, oh, yeah, that's what God, you know, God answers prayer. But in my little mind, three things invaded my heart that day. That one, God heard me. Two, God was bigger than Tylenol. And three, he actually did answer prayer. And, you know, he's that personal. He's just that personal. He was already forming my little mind and my little heart into who he was. I came to know him when I was 15. I recognized, I heard the gospel for the first time. I struggled with it because I thought, well, God, I've always loved you. What do you mean I'm not? I'm not truly saved because I had never truly repented. And I was basing it on Well, I always loved you. Of course I'm saved. I've always loved you. But God, the gospel, I heard the gospel for the first time. And I realized, you know what? My love isn't big. My love's not good enough. Only Christ had a big enough, good enough love. And so at 15, I repented and believed and I was saved. And he just, again, invaded my heart that day. I remember it like it happened yesterday. And it's really that point and then on through college where that relationship, that lordship began to grow in my life. And I'll tell you, I'm so thankful for all of those years of knowing God, trusting God, 
seeing him display himself in my life in circumstances so that on July 23rd, 2020, when my world was shattered, I had an anchor in that moment. I had an anchor. And so, yeah, it comes from a lot of years. I love that. I love that. You know, Amy, one of the things Ian Graham Watts will share is she'll say, you know, when the crisis hits, that's not the time to start building your faith. Yeah. You know, that's not the time to start leaning in. Do it. If you've not done it before, by all means, do that. But, you know, ladies, we start now. That's the importance of abiding, right? We're the branch. He's the vine, learning what it means to meet with him. And and I thank you for sharing that part of your story, Amy, because I, 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 I get to, I, I'm learning more of Amy and I can see where that just solidified your thought process of who God was. You know, like, like you said, three things, you know, that day that that's good. And obviously you continued to feed that with the word, you know, reading the word and interpreting the word. So you had a lot of ammunition in you that the Holy Spirit could use, right? The Holy Spirit living in that that could use. I was, I'm thinking I was just walking this morning and I think it was, well, I know it was Priscilla Shire that I was listening to, but where she had spoken at a church recently, not, it wasn't any of her Bible studies or anything that, you know, she didn't recorded, but it was talking about um, holiness and something she was saying as I was walking that, well, two things that stood out to me that, that she said, one is that it's, there's a difference between the Holy Spirit living in us, you know, and we've done a lot of time looking at the Holy Spirit versus the Holy Spirit resting on us. And, you know, she said, we we want to stand out. God is going to give us platforms or areas of influences. And it's okay to pray, God, burn me up, you know, burn me up, set me on fire for you. You know, you bring the flame. But I love what she said that it just kind of broke it down. Friends, I'm seeing that in your life. And, and I'm telling you, girls, if we could just all get this, and that's what I love about your story, Amy, you were already abiding. You were already giving it to him. And now look, look, not only, like you said, he had you prepared. He was already there waiting. And that's not just you. It's any of us. He will be there waiting and he will walk it. He will walk it with us. But you just model it so well. His favor is upon you, friend. His favor is upon you. You know, I, I I see that. It has encouraged me. And I hope that that, you know, that can encourage other other ladies that are listening in also. So so thank you um, again, ladies. Her contact information is in the show notes. If you want to hear more of more of Amy's story, you know, go follow her, you know, follow the Reframe Ministries. But um, but feel free to reach out to her also. And Amy does a podcast through, you know, through Reframe. So you can um, y- you might want to listen, you know, to some of what she's sharing out there, too. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. There's there's something about sitting across from the table from a woman who just understands, understands loss. And so uh, we can walk alongside you and help you abide and help you to find to find God in all of this and to find purpose through all of this. Yeah. And you take that as a segue because I, I want you to talk to us, you know, as, as we have a few more minutes together, I want you to talk about Reframe Ministries because I don't want somebody listening in to think it's only for loss of a person. You know, it's not just grief or loss of a person. You're looking at all areas of, of brokenness there. So so yeah. give, give them a picture of what Reframe Ministries is, you know, what the heartbeat is, what the what the vision of that is. Yeah, we really, uh, well, it definitely, it's a ministry for women who've gone through loss. And I'll just tell you, at Tabernacle, we ha- are surrounded by women who understand loss. And so it's our heart's desire to 
leverage that to to be obedient to what God calls us to do at TAB. I, I'm sure we're not unique, what women have suffered, but it sure does feel like there's a lot of us here at TAB. <laughs> and what we know is, man, this isn't the promise, right? All <laughs> these experiences, man, this is not God's promise. This isn't yeah, the promise. The promise is coming. And the promise is not in us suffering those things. The promise is in recovering from those things. Mm, amen. So our desire at TAB is to come alongside, to be, to let people know that's who we are. Here we are at TAB, all of us, all these women with mm-hmm. some real stuff that we've gone through. But I'm telling you, we have joy and we have a savior and we have hope. And there is, there's a way to walk through this and survive it, but thrive through it. We want women to know, hey, here we are. If that's you and you need some ladies to rally around you and just walk with you through a season, that's what Reframed Ministries is. So we host, one thing we offer, um, we do offer grief share and we offer divorce care. And those are just tools to help you kind of walk through what grieving through loss, some healthy benchmarks for going through. You don't have to be fresh. I mean, maybe your loss was five years ago, but it's still good to walk through. It gives you verbiage. It gives you markers to look at. It gives you language to talk to your children and grandchildren. Uh, But we also just have events because, like I said, there's something about sitting across the table from a lady who understands loss. Okay, girls, I couldn't give any better segue than what Amy's saying. You hear me say this every week. God does not intend us to be on this journey alone. He puts people around us, yes, to strengthen us, to, you know, for equipping, for training, but to do life with. And sometimes you hear Amy talking, sometimes that person that gets it, that's walked in your shoes, isn't necessarily within the four walls of the local church that God has you in. And if I can just be totally transparent, sometimes you want that person that gets it that's outside the four walls of your local church. Sometimes yeah. you're just processing and you just you just you you just feel so vulnerable. You just you just want to be raw and you just don't even trust what you're going to say, but you just and so that's when you come to the community, right? There's somebody that that we can pair you with, put you, you know, and, and like Amy's saying, just get you in a circle and watch the natural chemistry how somebody's story comes out and navigates. So You hear me say it every week. If you're not connected to the community, get connected. Follow us on Facebook at Illinois Baptist Women. You can find us on Instagram at at Illinois Baptist Women or come to our website and get connected at ibsa.org backslash women. Amy has given the perfect example of what we're talking about because sometimes you you just need somebody to come around and strengthen you, to hold you up when you can't stand on your own. Sometimes we need the accountability, friends, right? I need people to, you know, get in my face sometimes and say, and heard something or seen something. It's just a little out of character. What are you thinking there? Um, and sometimes we're just bruised and we're hurt and we just need somebody to come along and just splint us, you know, while we take that next step or or just to stand alongside that we don't fall because the enemy's coming after us and we know the world's hard and we know it's tough and that culture is getting darker and much more complicated. We don't have to do it. Or we don't have to do it alone. So Amy, we're getting ready to wind down. Friend, I'm thanking you. I'm so grateful for you spending a few minutes. I'm also thankful. Let me just thank you in advance for your willingness and for Tabernacle's willingness to pour 
things that you're doing and, you know, pour them into other women and churches across our state and to be willing to share those resources, which aren't just books. They're your scars. And for you, friend, it's not even scars yet, right? You may not be acutely bleeding. So thank you for your willingness to, to share. Absolutely. It's been a joy to talk to you. Mm, same, same. And and ladies, you know, check out the Reframe Ministry. You know, I know when I met with Amy, um, it's it's women with loss and it can be coming from a lot of different areas. And they've got some very tangible, applicable resources and tools that they can put in your hands. And um, Andy Stanley would say it this way. They can give you a map. Amy, any last words you want to share with the ladies before we before we close out today? Well, they can find us on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Okay. Uh, and if they just type in the search bar, Reframed Ministries will pop uh-huh. up and they All can right. link to us that way. That sounds great. That sounds great. And Amy, like I said, we'll put that, we'll put that and make it easier for them too so that they can find it because I want them connecting with you. So, so that's great. Well, Amy, thank you for joining us. Thank you. All right. And ladies, you have a good rest of your day. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you back here next week on the Priority Now podcast. You've been listening to the Priority Now podcast with host Carmen Halsey. Resources mentioned today are listed in the episode notes in the podcast app. Stay connected with us through social media and our website, ibsa.org slash women.